Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm your host Frank, and this is another one of my first look episodes, this time looking at the player cards of A Thousand Shapes of Horror. I mean, I can only count two or three, so it's a bit strange that there might be a thousand. Anyway, I'm not doing this alone for once. Today, I'm joined by... It's me, Pierre. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Really, really well. What shape is a horror? The two or three that you know. I'm curious. Uh, sort of tentacly. Yeah. Um, I actually I had a really bad dream the other night that I got up in the night and Andrea was walking around the flat and she karate kicked me in the face. <laughs> okay. That was quite horrifying. That was a real dream. I'm not making this up. I was like, what are you doing up? And she went, and like smashed me across the face. She's been Very sort of replaced by, a, by an alien or a ghost of some sort in the night. Yeah, that was a shape of horror, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What's what's what are your top shapes of horror? Uh, triangle. Can't trust. Can't trust a triangle. Absolutely not. Yeah. And that's Euclidean geometry as well. <laughs> yeah. Like before absolutely, you even yeah. started on the non-Euclidean bullshit. Yeah. A square where all the absolutely. sides are slightly different lengths. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> cool. So we're here to do a first look of the player cards of a thousand shapes of horror. We knew a few. You've probably already heard the card that we got to announce. I'm pretty sure some other places have announced some too, but we're going to dive in and just give you our first impressions. Peter, shall I read the first card? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Oh, and I'll say as well, the way this works, if there's two of us, I'll read the card and and Peter will give his hot take and we'll maybe have a bit of discussion, but we won't go super in-depth. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. we say that as much for me as, as for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> for the listener. Okay. For the listener. And us too. Yeah. So the first card is a Guardian Ally. Level zero. It's Tetsuo Mori. He costs three. He's got an intellect icon. He's also got two health and two sanity. Ally and police traded. Takes up the ally slot. Tetsuo Mori can be assigned damage and or horror dealt to other investigators at your location. Reaction, when Tetsuo Mori is defeated, choose an investigator at your location. That investigator searches either their discard pile or the top nine cards of their deck for an item asset and adds it to their hand. Shuffle their deck if it is searched. As subtitle, too noble for his own good. <laughs> classic, uh, classic Tetsuo there. Just too noble. Yeah. Well, weirdly, the, he's police traded, but I'm sure police isn't. Uh, I'm sure there's some police cards that aren't police traded. I think yes. police yeah, badge yeah. famously isn't police traded. Is it not? Is it item and relic? No, item and charm, maybe. <laughs> item and charm, yeah. Not police. Tells you a lot about the police badge. It's not not actually policey. Yes, indeed. <laughs> right. So what what do you think? It's just, it's just item traded. Only item traded police badge. Sorry, I was just looking it up there. Okay. Tetsuo, he's pure Tommy Juice, right? Ooh, yeah, that's a good shout. Because he's three to play and he gets you four back. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be defeated. And he can yeah. suck up damage and horror from other investigators. Yeah. Tommy, he's this guy, he can get back an item from his discard if something's been mm-hmm. lost to uh, his rookie mistake or just to a treachery. Yeah. Imagine if Becky mm-hmm. goes in the bin. Yeah. This gets Becky. How do you get Becky back? With, yeah. with Tetsuo is exactly how you do it. And then he, he goes back in your deck. So I, I like him a lot for that, I think. In fact, you know what? He, yeah. he does work quite well with police badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get police badge Keep back. on getting police badge back and getting extra actions. There are very few ways outside of Survivor of getting cards back 
from your discard pile. And even the ways in Survivor, such as Resourceful, are Survivor-focused. And he just gets you back any item, yeah. which is, like, that's pretty strong, you know. It's as good as whatever item you can find for him to get back. And as is natural for a Tommy card, he's also a good Yorick card as well. In yeah. fact, Yorick yeah, probably likes having them. items in his discard even more. Well, he likes having items in his discard, so... Yeah, if if your Tommy deck is really singing and you've not ended up with something in your discard pile because everything that's being destroyed is shuffling back into your deck, then you can use Tetsuo to search your deck for the piece that you want. Maybe it's your Cherished Keepsake or your Leather Coat. And if, as you say, something unluckily has ended up in your discard pile, you get kill off Tetsuo to fetch that back, which is lovely too. Yeah. The one downside I can see is that he's an ally who doesn't provide any kind of static boost. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's where he fits really well in Tommy, and then probably a little bit below the curve in, say, Roland. Like, soaking for other people is fine, but I don't know if I necessarily want that search effect more than, say, I want a plus one combat or getting a clue with an art student or whatever else it is. Yeah. Obviously, he's nice as well if you're at the same location as Mandy, mm-hmm. which works well yeah, for my, search, my search. blind play where we have Mandy and Tommy in the team. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good shout early on. It'd be cool if we saw a higher level version of him as well. Yeah. Although, mm, unique allies, do we ever see higher versions? Maybe we don't. Oh, Peter Sylvester. Yeah, it's possible. Okay, that was card number one. Card number two is... Should I do this one? Sure. Yeah, one each? Yeah, let's do one each. Okay, cool. Right, this is part of Peter's favourite cycle, which is cards that... Their name is a quote with a with an ellipsis at the end. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is called Fool Me Once. It's a one cost one experience event with a wild pip, and it has uh, insight and tactic traits. Mm. Oh, insight! We know who likes yeah. insights. Uh, fast play when you would discard a treachery card after resolving any of its effects. Put Fool Me Once into play in your play area and attach that treachery to it. Reaction. When any investigator draws a copy of the attached treachery card, discard Fool Me Once. Cancel that card's revelation effect. Ooh, wow. Finally, a proper guardian cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art is awesome. Kind of dodging a tripwire. It's really cool. He's got a very big hand. He was fooled by the hand enlargement series. <laughs> once, that's why his other it's hand a normal is sized. <laughs> so who likes insights? Joe like in- likes insights. I'm not sure if Joe likes this on his hunch deck, given that the time when you'd play it is... He won't have a card revealed? Yeah. Unless yeah. you're playing... So probably like, not. Drawn to, no, Delve 2. Someone's played Delve 2 deep. <laughs> or maybe you're playing TCU and you're getting rid of a hex. Yeah sort of in in the middle oh of your, yeah actually yeah. very true very true that that would be nice mm. to like attach it to bedeviled because you really don't want another bedeviled to turn up and ruin your day so feels quite guardian doesn't it it's quite organized it's about dealing with a problem once and that sets you up for dealing with it again i like that a lot it's a nice one to have where because so as a guardian you typically don't have other cancellation effects unless you're playing with a, mm-hmm. a sub faction that does so it'll be really nice because the the reaction cancellation is when any investigator draws a copy of it anywhere. So you could take yes. one ancient evils on someone, yeah. and then all the rest of the ancient evils are killed. Mm. Well, the next ancient evil anyway. The next ancient evils is killed. Yeah. Another reason why Guardian wants to go first 
because if you if you hit an ancient evils in the same mythos phase you can attach fool me once to it yeah and then the next you know if you know the deck is slim that's really nice i think it's at like at exactly the right place one cost one xp a wild icon yeah. you know comparable with test of will with forewarned forewarned i think is zero cost and one xp so yeah it's sort of at the right place for it that. does say play when you would discard a treachery card after resolving any of its effects mm-hmm. does that mean when you discard it after resolving its effects or does it mean you have to resolve some of its its, its effects in order for, to play this card Do you see what i'm saying explain the second one to me if i cancel the card or the revelation effect on the card or it doesn't have any effect can i still play this i don't think so because it has to be when you would discard a card after resolving any of its effects. So not when you would discard a card because you've cancelled it or not resolved its effects. I would, I would say. Okay. My my immediate read of it was: you draw an ancient evils, you resolve its revelation, which is place a doom on the current agenda, and then as you're discarding ancient evils, or just before you do, you instead attach fool me once to it and put it in your play area. Yes. Okay, that would be my thinking. So you couldn't. I don't think you could water protection and ancient evils and immediately attach fool me once to it as well, unless no surge is not a, an effect of the card. So, so yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's flexible, and I think you could line it up with lots of different treacheries. And if you know that there's a particular treachery you want to deal with, once you've dealt with one, you're ready to deal with the next one, which is really good. Also worth noting that Diana can cancel, use it as a cancel, and build up her willpower, which feels nice. Yeah. Okay, the next card is Self-Sacrifice. This is also a Guardian card. We've got three. It is a policeman as well. It feels very police-themed. Weird that, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, funny that we have Tommy. It's spirit-traited. Commit only to a skill test of any type being performed by another investigator at your location. Oh yeah, sorry, worth noting, it has no icons. So you can still commit it, because the card says you can. If this test fails, you must resolve all effects from the failed test instead of the performing investigator. Then, either you draw two cards, or the performing investigator draws two cards. Mm-hmm. Saucy. Mm. A rever- <laughs> like a reverse take heart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's obviously considering you resolving the effects of the failed test as a benefit, mm-hmm. and then you get the two cards yep. as well. Yep, I like it. There's a couple of like lovely options there, aren't there? Like if you're so first, I'm thinking immediately of Calvin, who can take spirit cards. So someone's about to take a damage or a horror test, and you throw it in so that you can take the damage or horror. Feels really nice. And then I love the flexibility of. Do you need the cards? Or actually, does the other person need cards as well? So you can kind of... You can read the situation, which feels really good. Yeah? I, like, I do like the art as well. Yeah, it's really good. It's really nice. another, obviously, yeah. the person, in, from the point of view of the art, has also had the hand enlarging serum. <laughs> it's a problem that a lot of people... Exactly, yeah. Get back. Things. This guy's going to splash us with his big hands. Yeah, exactly. He has been fooled twice as yeah, well, worth noting. Exactly. Yeah. Nice little sequence there. Like I think it works it doesn't actually work that well with Tetsuo if you're trying to take damage or horror because you can just soak that on Tetsuo anyway. But if you think someone's gonna tank a test and maybe you want to take a bit of damage on your leather coat or your cherished keepsake as Terry as Terry, as to- Tommy, you chuck in a 
self-sacrifice. Yeah. Use that. Seems Absolutely, good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great play. Yeah. There's a nice theme emerging, what with Solemn Vow and True Grit and something worth fighting for, Tetsuo, Brother Xavier, of pulling damage onto the Guardian, which is really nice. Yeah, damage and horror. It's cool. Okay. Right, next we have next Otherworld Codex. This is a, a three-cost, two-experience asset with willpower and an intellect pip. It has item tome and it uses a hand slot. Mm. Uses three secrets. Action, exhaust Otherworld Codex and spend one secret. Search the top nine cards of the encounter deck and choose a non-elite card among them. Discard a copy of the chosen card from play. Shuffle all of the search cards back into the encounter deck. Okay, we we have actually seen this because this was in the the preview article. Mm-hmm. This is a kind yeah. of a weird one, right? <laughs> so what you're doing is really a, either an enemy or a treachery that stays in someone's threat area. You're mm-hmm. discarding it if you find that card in the top nine cards of the encounter deck. So, is it good? I've no idea. (laughs) I like it that it's a tool in Seeker which makes it easy to get rid of enemies as long as the enemy Mm. isn't like a unique enemy. Yeah, as long as the enemy isn't engaged with you because obviously you're taking the hit. Well, there is that as well unless you're using some uh, knowledge as power shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And the other thing it can do is get rid of the the treacheries that stay in your threat area like Beyond the Veil or Mm -hmm. uh, a, a... one of the TCU witch treacheries. Many yeah. treacheries, yeah. If you're worried about evil past killing you off because you just have no way of, of getting rid of that two horror when the encounter deck runs out, maybe Otherworld Codex becomes a really useful way of removing evil past. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, one card that can get rid of three treacheries is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But will it will it always hit? I feel like you're you're trying to use this on specific treacheries. Yes, I think so too. I feel like you're really thinking quite carefully about the composition of the encounter deck. We've seen one ghoul minion. There must be another two in there. We've got a good chance of hitting it. Or we've seen one beyond the veil. That kind of thing. Oh man, you can get rid of the piper with this. The, the pipes. Demonic piping. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Demonic piping. Any of those sort of nasty stick around. Yeah. Like, it, Light, lighter I suppose in a way it's on. comparable. Yeah. It's comparable to alter fate. Yeah. Ultivate is one cost, three XP, but it's also fast. Yeah. So this is three cost, only two XP, and you get to do that three times, admittedly for three actions. Yeah. That feels pretty strong, but you lose a lot of the flexibility of Ultivate sniping a locked door or just getting rid of whatever the danger card is in that moment. So the other thing that yeah. strikes me is that if Mandy uses this, she could she mm-hmm. has more chance of hitting the treachery you want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Or 12. you could find two cards and discard copies of them from in play. So if you're yeah. swarming with enemies, potentially Mandy yeah. can snipe two things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. You used the word swarming there. I wonder how it works with swarm enemies. Oh yeah, because you just get rid of. You wouldn't discard the entire swarm, would you? You'd discard <laughs> one part of them. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. I don't know. I have to look at swarming rules again. Yeah, so Mandy can search 12 or do two, and then, of course, Daisy can do this as her tome action. I think they're the best two homes I think if it. you discard a swarming enemy, you discard the host card, because that's how the Knight Riders work, right? Ah, is I it? I think, because okay. you're not... Maybe. Because the host can't be defeated unless you defeated the, the swarms as yeah. well. 
but that's different from discard. Yes, isn't and it? obviously if you discard it, it won't go into the victory display if it's a VP enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's worth bearing in mind as well. How many enemies that you want to use the other world codex on do you not want discarded? Maybe a few. The other thing I'd say is this feels to me like a quite good truth from fiction target and a quite good astounding revelation target. Yeah. So if you're doing either of those things or even an enraptured target, putting more secrets on this and using it as a really kind of control-oriented way of locking down what the encounter deck's doing, that could be quite fun. Maybe you're set up as Mandy, you're not doing a search-my-own-deck style, and once the Otherworld Codex is down, what you really want to use Mandy for is searching the encounter deck and sniping things. Yeah. Okay, next. That could be cool. Next is the Dream Enhancing Serum. The DES. This is also Seeker. DES, yeah, exactly. Three cost asset, zero XP. What are FFG doing with their zero and XP ordering? It's crazy. It's got a willpower icon. It's item and science traded, and it takes up the arcane slot. Is it the... We've seen glyphs taking up the arcane slot, but not much else. Only the first copy of each card in your hand counts towards your maximum hand size. Reaction. After you draw a copy of a card that is already in your hand, reveal both copies and exhaust Dream Enhancing Serum, DES, draw one card. Nice. Now, this card was announced by the Whisper in Darkness, Mandarin yep. Leng, and he's done a really great announcement episode where he's gone into detail about the percentage chance of being able to trigger that reaction ability. And I'm not going to go into the numbers now, because you should go and check out what he did to announce it, but we are going to give our hot take on this card. Peter? Uh, I must admit, I haven't watched the Man from Leng's video yet, because of, of, mm-hmm. of how we've worked out. It only yeah. came out yesterday. I well, think. yesterday yeah. from when we were recording this. Yesterday from release day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's interesting, right? I think... It's capital I interesting. Yeah. At, it, three cost seems like a lot. I can't get a good grasp in my head of how many cards it's going to draw me and whether it's going to be worth it. Mm. I would say I like it when, with myriad cards, I played mm-hmm. Mandy again recently using the Fragments of Onyx, Segments of Orange. Mm-hmm. Segments of Orange, Exactly. And it, it 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 occurs to me that with myriad cards, you could trigger this twice. So you draw the first myriad, you draw the second myriad, draw a card, and then you draw the third myriad, also draw a card. And then you play them all to get the pendant. Yeah. And that's nice because they're not using up hand slots. So you yeah. could have like 10 cards in your hand. but And like when you're later in the scenario where you're drawing the extra copies of cards you haven't played or, you know, the slots you haven't mm-hmm. filled up, and that's good. I, I just yeah. I just can't get a grip on it. The, the issue I have, because obviously in Mandy, who draws a lot of cards and searches for cards, she might like it. But at the same time, Mandy doesn't really mm-hmm. like drawing cards. She likes picking cards out of searches yeah. because she wants to trigger those revelation, those research effects. Mm. It feels like there's maybe a missing piece in the puzzle here about hand size. Mm. That something around having a card, you know, having a, a huge hand in Seeker. <laughs> Like we're still waiting to see. Well, you know what you need. Feed the mind. <laughs> you need for that. What? No, you need a, a hand enhancing serum. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's all coming together. Exactly. The dream enhancing serum is only as good as the hand enhancing serum. The H E S. Yeah. So, like, there's something missing here that I've not seen. The, the other thing that this card looks to me like is sort of acceleration. So, one thing I've really enjoyed in Mandy is I tap rook, search nine, draw two. 
maybe hit a research card as well, so that's essentially three cards I'm dealing with. Maybe hit a weakness, and that's four cards I'm dealing with. And if I have Dream Enhancing Serum in play, maybe one of the two cards I'm picking I already have a duplicate copy of in my hand. So then I get another card out of that. So that's five cards I'm drawing from one Rook Search, yeah. which is, like, getting crazy. And maybe you have, like, the speed at which Mandy loops her deck just becomes super fast kind of thing. And you really then are chucking items for days and really happy to just really push it with the serum, maybe. I can picture picking to choose a card from a search that I already have a copy of in hand, because then I get another card out of that. You know, maybe I've got a research librarian in hand and I pick the other one because then I get another card or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It just adds, so like, yeah, it's a, it's like a draw more card rather than a, I don't know if I'd use this as my card draw ability. <laughs> Does anyone with off-class access to this like the look of it? Um, like, I don't know if Marie or Luke really wants it because it gets in the way of their arcane slots. Yeah. I don't know if Roland wants it. It's quite expensive for a guardian. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I, yeah, a mystery to me. Okay, should we, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Next we have the first rogue card. We have... Oh, another... That's so another that one of my favourite yeah. cycle. Let God sort them out, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> this is a zero-cost event. It has a combat pip, and it has tactic and fated traits. Mm-hmm. We already know what fated usually does, don't we? Yeah. Oh, it actually doesn't do what fated normally does. Okay, play only during one of your turns in which you defeated enemies with a total of six or more health. Add let God sort them out to the victory display and immediately end your turn. Yes, it does. That's the thing. <laughs> when earning experience yeah. <laughs> during the resolution of this scenario, you earn one additional experience. Mm, delve too deep Pretty for tasty. Again, we've seen mm. this card, so there's been quite a bit of chat about it already. I think I actually quite like it, as long as... Mm-hmm. So, no, you don't need to have dealt six damage in the turn. Mm-hmm. You just need to finish off six or more health's yes. worth of enemies. So you could be doing the time. last hit on a seven health enemy, or you could be doing one mm-hmm. damage to each of two, three health enemies, and then that's, you know, that's experience. And and rogues have got quite a few tricks in order to deal those, those odd points of damage. So whether that's a small favour or mm-hmm. a sneak attack or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, as, as yeah. a rogue, you might have tricks... So we talked when we did our Swift Reload episode about the old double Lupara turn. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that could easily kill off a big enemy and then, you know, let God out after that. Yeah. The other thing is you don't have to play this after you kill the sixth point of health worth of enemy. You just have to play it in your turn. Yes. So you could do first action, kill a, a seven health enemy, you know, doing the last point of damage, wander off, do an investigate, draw a card, and then final action, play Let God Sort Them Out and add it to the victory display. I think there's there's a really nice, like, the, the, the rogue archetype, you know, where he's, he takes a load of extra actions, fires all his guns, does all this crazy stuff, uh, kills a load of enemies, and then, you know, at the end of the turn, lights up a cigarette, like, must yeah. let God sort them out. And then that's him done. It's like the you handle this one, but it's the it's at the end of the turn rather than at yeah. the mythos. Yeah, it's nice. It feels like it. This can't be abused as much as delve too deep. Not that I thought delve too deep has been overly used, but this is really it's it plays into rogue selfishness, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? 
you, you might be saying, oh, don't kill that enemy yet or, or leave it to me or whatever it is. You might be doing the kind of Finn thing of like, oh, I just want to evade that enemy a bit more. Like yet again, rogues care about there being enemies on the board and they want to manipulate them for their own profit. This is like a perfect example of that. Okay, the next card is Swift Reload. So we've already done an episode on this. I'll just run through the card and in case, Peter, your views have changed <laughs> no. it. It's a three-cost event, 2xp agility icon it's tactic and trick traded fast play only during your turn choose a firearm asset you control with fewer ammo tokens than its uses x value place ammo on that asset until it has ammo equal to its uses x value go and listen to our first look on that because we talk about that card quite a bit great that was a satisfying <laughs> silence to say we've we've talked about this card yeah I, I still think it's a fun card i'm looking forward to playing it now yes. the pack's out. okay shall i do another one then oh. because no, fine. Go on. Okay. No, you okay. do it. You do it. Okay, next we have a rogue asset. This is a three-cost asset. It's Gregory Gry. He has a single intellect pip, and he has ally, criminal, and dreamer traits, which is an interesting one. Mm. Uh, uses nine resources. Reaction. When you initiate a skill test, spend up to three resources from Gregory Gry. If this test succeeds by at least that amount, gain that many resources. And he has one health, Ooh. two sanity, and takes up an ally slot. Long before he was ever dealt his first hand, the boy was able to stare a man down and dis- discern the meaning behind his bets. Nice. This feels weirdly like High Roller. Yeah. Well, he's to me, he's drip economy. Uh, he's mm-hmm. more like an investments. Uh, If this test succeeds by at least that amount, gain that many resources. Okay, so you have to succeed by that amount. So if you're spending three resources, you want them to succeed by three. Actually, he works quite well with High Roller. Yeah, put three resources in with High Roller for a plus two, and three with Gregory Obviously, nice in combination with Double or Nothing. Yeah, Lucky Cigarette Case, if you're hoping to succeed by lots. Daring Maneuver in hand. Yeah, yeah guarantee that succeed by two potentially how much do you want to bet like i feel like the the way i'd end up playing this one on ten tests betting one nine tests sorry yeah exactly and and then gain nine and that feels really nice like particularly as tony i'm punching a rats i put one in you know and and then gain one and as you say it's drip economy i like that it's not guaranteed drip economy it's gamble economy but you can be pretty sure i feel it's good man rogues at the moment are like in a sweet streak aren't they so many to me this feels like pay three and get nine resources uh which Mm -hmm. is that's good and then is also yeah even if you pay three and get seven because you've messed up one test you tentacle the test yes yeah absolutely yes and he's soak as well uh, once once he's paid out mm-hmm. um, and you can even if you need the soap you can even just you know do a big gamble on the test yeah or you could also calling in favors oh yeah of course you could yeah yeah as yeah, well yeah. yeah which is really nice if you did a you know calling in favors i don't see too often in rogue then that could be really nice he might fit really nicely in say seth if she wants to do some cheeky stuff around like high willpower stuff and actually in finn as well if you're using lockpicks yeah. in finn <laughs> like oh i'm a 12 on three yes i will bet three yeah oh, that feels nice he also doesn't know so you can use it multiple times in a turn to try and get a quick payoff which is nice yeah you if you if you've got a bunch of difficulty zero or difficulty one tests ahead of you you just go for it push it 
punch a load of swarming enemies that are low low fight. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, should we jump into Mystic? So the first Mystic card is Healing Words. It's a level zero Mystic asset with a willpower icon. It costs two. It's spell traded, and it has uses three charges. Action, spend one charge, heal one damage from an investigator at your location. Takes up the arcane slot. Flavor is, you don't necessarily trust the occult words, but you have no other choice. This is exactly the same as Clarity of Mind. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to predict we'll see an upgraded version in the cycle, which is three experience, has four charges and heals two damage. Prediction Mm -hmm. Maybe made. Healing words, where does it where I like it a little bit is maybe in someone like Luke who only has five health, and that's because I've been playing a lot of Luke recently and butting up against that five health. Maybe nice. You could potentially run Malie uh Malie, Marie as <laughs> a melee Marie. Uh, support. You could run her as like a support slash clue getting mystic. And once you have Doom in play, healing words and clarity of mind, she gets to do for free. Could be nice. Yeah. Like sort of throw them out. You could also slot it in Carolyn if you wanted to be a reliable damage and horror healer. Although maybe you just want to run first aid, depending on what upgrade you were looking for. Yeah. Seems fine with all the caveats around do you want to spend a spell slot and two resources and slow actions to heal damage? Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is why, like, like I say, sorry, like you said, Marie sounds good. <laughs> yeah, get the actions for free. Maybe Akachi likes it with four charges, as it's a handy enough little bits of healing, and also she can use those charges for Spirit Speaker and Angered Spirits, maybe. I definitely feel like there are some scenarios which do benefit from someone in the team taking healing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing else, Steps of Yoth, just because that's yeah, an endurance well, race, isn't it? More generally, particularly event scenarios that last a long yeah. time. And that one of the ways you can get defeated is just by sort of attrition damage over a series of turns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So pretty reasonable. Knowing that one person on your team has some healing is good. It's just so much. It's two resources and four actions to heal three damage. Which when you compare mm-hmm. yeah. to uh, a guardian, their ability to heal like Hallowed Mirror, it's just like, yes. it just feels so bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even compared to emergency yeah. aid two resources and an action to heal two like you're already in an action ahead and healing two damage yeah okay next uh mystic card (laughs) we have ethereal form this is a Mm. two cost event it has willpower (laughs) i'm so excited about this card agility and willpower pips and it has the spell trait evade add your willpower value to your skill value for this evasion attempt if you succeed, disengage from each other enemy engage with you, and for the remainder of the round, you are ethereal. Enemies cannot engage or be engaged with you, and you cannot attack or deal damage to enemies. So, I love what, what I like, right, is... Again, this this we've seen this already, so obviously Frank's had time to mature some thoughts on it. <laughs> so we'll move on <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, what I like is, if you compare it to Blinding Light, mm-hmm. what Blinding Light does is evade but does a bit of damage it doesn't do a better evade which is what ethereal form does do it's not only as in is it an evade which you can use your willpower for it's a super evade you can use your willpower for for the same cost as blinding light Mm -hmm. yeah for a similar effect you might be looking at cunning distraction which costs five 
but is admittedly testless, or something like survival instinct level two to evade everything at your location. And so this is a level zero card, only costs two, gives you a significant boost if you're a mystic to your evasion, and lets you disengage from each other enemy and not worry about them until the end of the round. Yeah. So good. What I really like about this, again, is because I've been playing quite a bit of Luke. I've been running Pathfinder in Luke. And the idea of being able to go ethereal and then move through locations where there are enemies, not worrying about them. Because Luke, anyway, kind of can avoid dealing with enemies through using the gate box. So you can engage ethereal mode and just drift around for a turn, maybe sneak through a location. So cool. I think the cost is bang on right. And I think actually I'm glad you mentioned Blinding Light because one of the frustrating things about Blinding Light can be that you actually just want to evade an enemy and be done with them. And, and dealing damage to them might be not what you want to yeah. do. So sometimes paying the two, you're like... Uh, well, it, it's, it's well, like it's a it's a like, bonus you don't need. And having yeah, be yeah, better yeah. and a, a better evade might be more applicable for the circumstance you're in, which is why I, I like it over Blinding Light. Mm. And I, I quite like Blinding Light, to be honest with you. Yeah. And we could see now a, like a Mystic Seth or another Mystic who decides to run Ethereal Form, Banish and Blinding Light. Yeah, potentially. And has a really fun time and mists really air, you know, doesn't kill any enemies and just uses magic to avoid them. That could be really cool. So question, we've seen read the signs, which is investigate, add your willpower value to your skill value. We've seen ethereal form, uh, costs two, also uh, two cost, also adds your willpower and is an evade. What will the fight mystic spell be like? Interesting, good question. Like probably two cost, probably willpower and combat icons fight add your willpower value to the skill value for this combat attempt but beyond that i'm not sure with some bonus dealing an extra damage yeah maybe it can't it can't be damaged to all the enemies that's storm of spirits maybe storm of spirits is our our version maybe yeah 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 or maybe something to do with exhausting the enemy as well or they can't attack you for the turn or what ethereal form and read the signs have in common is that they both allow you to sort of negate some of the downside of the thing you're dealing with. So read the signs, you get to ignore the negative effects of the location for the investigate. And ethereal form, you get to essentially ignore all other enemies for the rest of the turn. Not quite sure what the combat version would do. I'm interested though. I'd love to find out what people think it would do. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. That's ethereal form. Okay. It's you next, right? It's me next. And the next card is scrounge for supplies. Oh my goodness. It's a dead man and he's taking his gun. This is a, a, a survival. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say this is a seeker asset. No, it's neither of those. It's not things. a seeker asset. This is this is a survivor event. It's like, do you remember that? What's that game called where you have to do white ghost, red? Oh, chair? Um, Geist Geist Blitz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was wrong. I was wrong on all counts. This is a survivor event. It's zero cost and zero XP. It's fortune traded. And it reads, choose a level zero card in your discard pile. Add the chosen card to your hand. You pry it out of the corpse's hand. It's not like he's going to complain. Nice. So so quick rewind to Tetsuo Mori and me saying there are only a couple of ways of getting things out of your discard pile. And this, yeah. I mean, people are going to think straight away Patrice with this, right? Because she's the survivor for this cycle and she has lots of stuff in her discard. Mm -hmm. But I think this card is incredibly good. I think, Tell well, because why. it's just so flexible. The the other recur- direct recursion we've seen, what we've seen, we've seen scavenging, 
which is yeah succeed and investigate by you get an more. item so it's so specific mm-hmm. and we've seen resourceful which only gets yep. you survivor cards if you pass a test yep. that's committed to and we've seen true survivor which gets you three innate yep. cards back and that costs yep. three and three experience so this yep. this being level zero and being able to get any level zero card i think is super good it's probably the most it's got the most targets out of any of the the recursion cards we've seen right mm. and because it's yes. level zero That's you could it, slap yeah. it in anyone who's got access to level zero cards of survivor which is a good chunk mm-hmm. of the investigators yeah. like all of the dumb investigators could yeah. take this for instance yeah so you know zoe scrounged for supplies to get extra copies of weapons or or taunt or you know storm spirits or whatever it is she's running even even emergency cash again if you're desperate for it. Well, right? Two actions for three resources doesn't feel great, but you know could be. It's not great, but yeah. if that's what you need, yeah, that little boost. This becomes copy. Scrounge supplies becomes copy three and four for whatever level zero card you're really playing multiple times. There's yeah, no icons. downsides. No yeah, icons. Exactly. And spending an action to draw a level zero card that you're choosing is, I mean, it's still better than just drawing a card off yeah. the top of your deck, but that. That sort of level zero-ness is interesting to me. And funnily enough, you mentioned Patrice, and she was one of the people that I thought, ooh, does this fit that well with her? And part of that was no icons, and often I find her actions to be quite tested. You know, you you want to use the cards in your hand over the yeah, three actions yeah, there is you that. have. And like spending an action to draw a card back. That means then you maybe commit three cards to two actions worth of tests, three and three. I do like, you know, you, you, you can easily get yeah, back a, yeah. like a last chance or something like that. You know, that, that that's, mm. that's nice, yeah. you know, because it's a lot of icons. Yeah, that, that is good. The best yeah. card in your discard yeah. in Patrice is likely to be a good card. Yeah, true. You know true. what? You and know maybe where this should go, Frank? You know, it should go in uh, go Stephen's Double Double Tony deck. Double double is yeah. really nice for it. Yeah, not so good for crystallizer. No, but yeah, two two uh, two level zero cards back in your hand. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and at that point when you're paying zero, like I would happily pay zero in a card to get back an intel report, or to get back a, an ethereal form or something like that. You know, the those. I'm I, my head is going towards events where they've had some kind of impactful one-off thing and then fetching them back. But then this could also be really useful if you're hit by something that discards your hand, or you end up, you know, random discard a single card, but it's a card you really need. Like that, at that point, it then starts to become really powerful. It's cool. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We might also see survivor decks with no icons. If you run lucky, scrounge for supplies, winging it, improvised barrier, you start to, impromptu barrier rather, you start to have very few icons in your deck. And maybe you're passing tests just in a different way, for everything. committing cards. Burn every card in your yeah. yeah. Just sling everything. Everything is an unexpected courage. Okay, cool. The, the next card. The last uh, faction card is Brute mm-hmm. Force. It is a one experience pip skill card for Survivor. And it has a single combat icon. Innate developed. Max one committed per mm. skill test. While Brute Force is committed during a basic fight action... It gains two combat icons, and the text, if this test is successful by two or more, this attack deals plus two damage. Now, to me, Ooh. I'm not an expert, but this jumped out to me as a Silas card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because 
And a Tommy card? Potentially Tommy. Is Tommy not using Becky a lot? Oh, sorry, Tony, Tony. I mean. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely, yeah. He can take yeah. level one, level zero to one. Attack right? at eight. Yeah. Yeah. Attack at yeah, eight, yeah. yeah. For two damage. So he could do... For yeah, three sorry, damage. three damage plus two damage. So he could do... He could kill a five mm-hmm. health enemy in two actions, one of which could be a bounty action uh, with his cult mm-hmm. and still get the, the bounty for it. Brute force punch, first one. Execute the yeah. cult. Yeah, oh, that's one. really nice, nice. yes. Yeah. I th- I like this a lot actually. I, I think I would. Hmm. It's a great alternative for overpower in a in a deck that doesn't use a weapon. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know whether many of those decks exist. Yeah. It it is quite limited in the tests you can add it to. It's purely just the basic fight action. So anything which is action mm-hmm. fight, you can't use this on. That includes the cats. Yeah. It includes Duke. Any weapon. Yeah. Fire axe. Any weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think the other thing that's really worth noting is it's a three damage yeah. fight. So my head is going with Silas to the idea of fire axing in Silas. And if you want to do four damage in two hits, you need to be able to go broke and then generate resources somehow to go yes. broke again. So you can do two damage and two damage. But with brute force, you could do one punch to do three damage and then not go broke with the fire axe to do the final yeah. damage potentially absolutely yes yeah, nice. yeah yeah it's kind of cool. silence would be fighting cool. at seven i mean I, which is gives him a good shot of yeah. two over yeah maybe he's got jessica hyde in play and he's yeah. fighting at eight you know something like that kind of beef and it's innate so you could get it back with true survivor you could yeah and once it's in your discard part you can commit it if you pull an elder sign which is nice the other thing i'd say it's another succeed by two we've been talking about that for tony if you have daring maneuver in hand you could try a brute force punch, and even if you su- succeed by zero, daring maneuver it to make it a, a daring punch. Two. Daring maneuver has a yeah, it has a wild icon as well. So if you're doing that crystallizer thing, you then put daring maneuver underneath. You've got a wild icon yeah. later. Oh, that Tony deck is going to be cool, and it's the most damage you can do in a single action without a weapon, right? Vicious blow was the only yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could still do vicious blow level two, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But yes, good point. Good point. That's less conditional. Interesting. I'm definitely interested by that. So the last card is Versatile. This is a null cost neutral asset for 2 XP. It's null costed because it's permanent, and it reads, you get plus 5 deck size, your investigator's deck building options gain one other level 0 card from any class, Guardian, Seeker, Rogue, Mystic, or Survivor. I mean, it sounds simple, but this is this card has probably cost, caused the most discussion of any card. Again, we we saw this in the preview, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a bit of so, time to think about it. People are coming up with all sorts of game breaking combos for this already. Mm, yes, yeah. So the notable game breaker, which I think is worth mentioning, is running premonition. Oh yes, in Wendy. You have Wendy's amulet in play. You pray premonition and seal a token. When you resolve that token. Normally, when you play an event, you would be forced to put it on the bottom of your deck with her amulet. But because Premonition doesn't leave play in the usual way, because it stays in play until you resolve the token, it just gets discarded. It's not being resolved as an event, which means it's the top event of your discard pile. And because you have the amulet in play, that means you can play the top event of your discard pile for your next skill test and Premonition it. And then that discards. So you can essentially know which token you're going to pull for every test for the rest of the scenario. And it's a just a two-card combo. Yes. Massively broken. Yeah. 
Um, so what? But what do you think? What's your headline feeling about this? To an extent, I, I feel similar to it to, that I did for uh, Time Warp. Well, we asked, mm-hmm. we got a question response back from Matt on Time Warp, didn't we? Because Time Warp is just a rules headache. Mm-hmm. To an extent, I feel versatile is the yeah. same, but it's such a cool effect. I think Matt just wanted, maybe has always wanted to put an effect like this in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that we've theorised about from the beginning of the game. What if there were, you know, it's a role-playing game. What if there was a card that allowed your deck to get yeah. smaller or bigger? What if there was a weakness that meant you lost a hand slot? You know, there's so many spaces still to be explored. This is naturally one of them that you would allow investigators to have bigger decks and that you would allow them to pull in cards that they yes. normally yeah, take. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think this is one we can dig into on a future episode because I think there's a lot to think mm-hmm. about with it. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, though, my instinct is not liking it. Like, and it's very rare that I would say that. I just, my reflex feeling towards it is one of not being You've, you've been it. quite grumpy about this to me before, the fact that you don't like it. I don't you think there's any grumpiness grumpy. going on, Peter. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, it just is, it feels like, uh, yeah, I just, there's something about it that just makes me feel There's a bit really of dilution of the purity of the way deck building works. Absolutely, yeah. And there's a little bit of, yeah, I think maybe that, that's exactly what it comes down to. You know, Roland with a baseball bat <laughs> is not the Roland we know and love. You know, Wendy with Premonition is similarly, you know, that's an extreme example, but just part of the reason those things don't exist is because of that. Or, you know, Agnes with Dynamite Blast or, yeah, or anyone with Water Protection who doesn't well, have Well, I get what cards. you're saying, Frank. What my thought would be, mm. even if I don't play with it myself think how happy it's going to make people mm. who like to tinker with that kind of stuff that that, that that's the flip side of absolutely of it making you uncomfortable and and messing with what feels like one of the fundamentals of the game what cards people are allowed to take there's lots mm. of people who who really want to be able to uh, see that link see that card that that would just absolutely smash the balance if you sw- swapped it over into another investigator Oh, if only they could take such and such. Yeah. Um, and I think, I'd, I'd, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. time will tell. In in a, in a cycle's time, everyone will be running versatile and taking cards that totally mess up the game, uh, at which point we then all agree to burn our copies mm. of it. But I mean, the great hope the great hope with it is it encourages creativity. That taking five extra cards, one of which is a completely zany different card. Like, I love that as an idea. I think that's really cool that my Roland deck could be different from any other Roland deck because I do run a leather coat in it and I do it purely <laughs> for theme because I like that in Roland, you know? Like, that's the, the great hope. My fear is that it would make cards that anyway are powerful get used just across all decks, you know? So, like, say everyone just starts running rook in every deck they can take with versatile because rook is so strong you know or before the taboo milan say you're like this is an amazing economy card and putting it in anyone who can take it like that that's my big fear and one of the prob- one of the things that taboo addressed really well i would say is that idea of challenging people to use other cards yeah. and shaking up deck building and a card that actually encourages you to use only the good cards is in my view not healthy um but we have to wait and see like you say in a cycle's time maybe that won't be the case maybe the diversity will be really flourishing the other thing i'd say actually having been accused of being grumpy how many times have you talked about not being able to build a lola deck because there's too much choice 
And this is exactly saying everyone can be Lola. And I've well, never no, accused you of being grumpy. Yeah, a, a coward, maybe. This is different because not it's grumpy. not me. <laughs> I think it, it, a, well, exactly. a tiny taste yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah. It's just with Lola's like one of those mm. pan world buffets you go to. And you just can't pick whether you're going to have a <laughs> yeah. pizza or a chow mein or a or sushi. A little bit you can on have your it all, plates. Peter. You can have it all. Yeah, one on top of the other. Absolutely. Yeah, well, like time will tell, as you say. I suppose the other thing I'm sad about, I'm not itching to include this in the way that, like, I think the other card that provoked this much discussion yeah. is maybe Charisma. And Charisma, you can say, right, how do I empower my deck to make the best use out of this? But I don't see... At the moment, I don't see decks that I'm like, oh, yes, I would love... And maybe, maybe it's narrow-minded thinking on my part that I should revisit all of my decks and go, what one off-class card would really yeah. make this deck sing? Maybe, yeah. It's weird as well, actually. It makes me think about deck-building conversation. Having said we're going to talk about it another time, like, imagine I show you a deck and you say, you know what your deck really needs? You should spend 2 XP on Versatile and run this card that I've not even thought about because it's one of my classes I haven't got access to. And then it's I just go, like oh, okay. one card in an, <laughs> in, a, in an extra thick deck, unless you've got some way of finding it, feels like yeah, just like a tiny pipette drop of, of extra flavour in there. I just yeah. don't understand how yeah, you could yeah. rely on that card. And maybe that's where it becomes the thing you run yeah. for silver bullets. You you start picking just those, like like Lucky. You're like, Lucky is a good card. It's not really a silver bullet card, but it, I'll always be happy to see this card, so I'll spend two XP and I get to run yeah. Lucky. Okay. Maybe. Right. Well, that's them all, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's all. They're a cool pack. There's some really fun cards in there, I think. I love the kind of police theme coming up. What, what are your standouts from the pack? Cool. Left in my head is Brute mm-hmm. Force. Um, I think Ethereal Form I'm also interested you, in. You made that very clear, yes. Yeah. I think the Guardian cards would be really fun in, in Tommy as well. They feel like they fit really nicely. That would be really fun to try out. How about for you? Yeah, I think the Guardian cards, again, they, they fit well in particular investigators. And Scrounge for Supplies, mm. honestly. I think that is, that is a really, really oh, good yeah, card. yeah, of course, yeah. It's just such a solid utility card. I can't see that not mm. being used. Yeah. And it's it's available to a lot of different investigators as well. Mm. Yes, yeah. Really broad range. Lots of applications. You could Scrounge for Supplies whatever versatile card. <laughs> you could indeed, it. yeah. Get multiple Just try and shift it. all your yeah. deck into your discard. Yeah. Well, that's what Patrice does. So Patrice does that, grabs back the card. Yeah, Robert Summers really nice. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks very much for listening. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Twitter and Facebook. We're on Patreon and we're also on Design by Humans. Peter, how can people get in touch with you? I am United everywhere. That's U N I T L E D. I'm on Twitter and the Reddit sometimes and Discord and all those places. How about you, Frank? Yeah, I'm FB on Twitter, that's E-P-H underscore B-E-E. I'm F-E-B on Instagram, E-P-H-Y-B-E-E. And I'm around the place as Zooey Glass and Zozo. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Bye.